You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live podcast. And, of course, it's Couch Coach. And, of course, I got, I got my fellas with me, um, you know, the, the young old crew, of course. Bad tuned in the building. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's Good. up, man? Hey, what's up? What's going on? How how's y'all's weeks? Pretty good on Tuesday, sir. Uh, tired over here. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we see y'all here. We see y'all here, Bell, burning the midnight oil. Yeah, man. You got to pay your bills. Yeah, man. You burning the candle on both ends, brother. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. So, of course, let's get um, let's get started with the topics, man. So, of course, um, let's talk about, uh, of course, um, Colin Kaepernick. Now, of course, um, he did settle his grievance um, versus the NFL in the um, the collusion case. Now, of course, uh, we all know of the um, story of Colin Kaepernick. Essentially, the kneeling in 2016 that pretty much led to him not being in the league and what have you. So, of course, um, contingent on the grievance um, with the NFL. He's also he was also in the case with Eric Reed, um, the safety of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Now, of course, um, with this grievance, they have to sign a um, an NDA, a no no disclosure agreement. So, fellas, I'm gonna go around the horn. Uh, what was your thoughts on the um, pretty much the grievance for Colin Kaepernick? Well, I'm happy that he's getting paid for his situation, but I still feel like he still should be a, at least a backup quarterback in this league because he's better than a lot of backup quarterbacks that's out in the league today. Tunde. Right, um, uh, <clears throat> I agree. Uh, I believe that uh, he deserves a job, not a payout, but um, kudos to him for, you know, getting something out of the the situation that was definitely volatile on, on, on the NFL's end because they were basically, to me, I felt like they were just bullying him. You know, it was like, you're going to do things our way or else we're going to play with your money. Yeah. And um, to, to see, I guess in this, which is weird in this state, the blue-collar guy in this equation, because obviously the, the NFL would be considered the white-collar side, get, you know, get some type of uh, restitution or some type of justice, it's good to see that. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird with me. I'm conflicted because a part of me is like, it's like when you when you have these type of buyout situations, it's, you might as well almost say that you, they're presumed guilty of colluding. And what's so difficult about it, and it's, and it's the most weirdest thing because, and since the NFL was kind of smart to in in their in, in their way of doing this, because in essence it kind of shuts up the whole issue, where it's like because it's, you know it's hard and it's what's so crazy about it is and you and you hear it on both sides where a lot of people say well he should have fought to the very end, but at the end of the day, it's it's almost like what was the end game if he would have fought it to the end because we all know how the NFL is. The NFL is almost like the like getting, you know, getting investigated by the feds, they pretty much have like a 90% rate. You know, if you go against the NFL, they're going to make you look crazy. I mean, we looked at situations like with Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott, 
and you think to yourself, do I want to be in that type of predicament where I fought to the end and I still got, in, in essence, punished for, you know, for, for um, something that, you know, that, that, that transpired? So it's one of those things where, I, you know, it is hard to, and it's, you know, as far as with the collusion, because it is, in a sense, kind of hard to prove it if you don't have any of this type of, like, emails, any type of paper trail. But we all know in the heart of hearts that this, you know, he was blackballed because, you know, you can just tell by just the last couple of years of how things have happened. I mean, the whole thing with him being signed with the Seahawks, they, you know, they were linking him with the Seahawks. Then all of a sudden they kind of changed their mind to bring him in, you know. And that's the thing about it where, you know, guys are getting bought in and playing. So he never was never invited to come somewhere to actually work out. That was another thing where it's like, you know, it, it's, it kind of validates his point in a sense, but it's like, and, and it's for the people, it's for the people who, you know, when you bring up that stat that he was 16, and six, um, had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions the year prior to the, um, the year prior to it, they're like, well, he's still washed, he's still this and third. But, like, look at the case in point with the Redskins this season. They bought in a Mark Sanchez, and then they bought in a guy, Josh Johnson, who hasn't played, played an NFL snap since 2011. And he started three games. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm, 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 you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a situation where you had to do what you had to do. And you, it's one of those things where it's like, there's no clear-cut winner or loser. And to me, it's like the NFL just did something to kind of save their face and kind of wash their way, wash their hands with the situation. A part of me, I, I still think he won't be playing in the league. A part of me, but even though his, his attorney has been saying adamantly that a lot of guys are actually going to be, um, there's a couple of teams that are looking at him. So I'm like, a part of me is, uh, we'll see how that pan out. But if he don't get nothing this year, I mean, you can just might as well um, nip it in the bud. It's done. Any other thoughts, fellas? Well, uh, to say that, that's true. I I really think for Kaepernick, you know, at this point, at you know, he, he's 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 won in a sense to be recognized for his talent without having to play, you know, yeah, and be compensated for that. But then I also look at things with a silver lining because. If he did, just hypothetically, say he did take up the AAF on the offers, mm-hmm. <laughs> that means he, he got to pay there in the NFL, and now he can be the face of a potential competitor of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and that would be huge. Like, that that would probably be – well, that not probably. That would definitely be uh, monumental as far as almost um, – yeah, it would be pivotal to, even in, in, in the history of sports, however, even in the history of, of politics at that point, if he, if he was to do that. And I, and I really, man, I really wish, you know, even though he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he saw some type of justice, I wish he would come back out because he was really, or he is really a special talent to just go on, you know, unseen. Absolutely. And then a part of me is like, I'm, that's why I get kind of conflicted because almost like, and this is how I, even though I say that I don't think he's going to come back, 
But this is kind of a weird way where the NFL is going to win because you think about it. Okay, they settled this case with him, and then if a team sign him back next year, you know how much popularity this sport is going to gain again? Like, that's the thing about it. It's almost like that's in a sense, and, it's, and it sounds so crazy, but, but this is almost like, like the genius of the NFL, where it's like, okay, well, let's settle this case, bring him back in. Because if you bring it back in, now we all know, like, and we're just doing hypothetical. If he goes to a team, say, for instance, because there's been rumors saying he might go to Carolina or or New England, he's going to have the top jersey sold in the NFL. There's going to be so much hype around it, especially you look at, like, if Carolina, because if, we all know Cam Newton is out. I'm not sure if he's going to be – he's probably more likely going to be out for a significant amount of time, it may be even the whole 2019 season with the shoulder injury. Just imagine if he goes there and his first game or whatever, or any game during the season, that's going to be like must-see TV for people because now it's going to be the entry of, okay, is he going to be, is he still going to continue to kneel? Is he going to be in the locker room? Or is he going to, you know, be, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting from that standpoint. So, the NFL, they know what they're doing. And I think that's that's where I'm like, that's why it's almost like, in a sense, they're going to use him. And, I, and, and, it's gonna, and, it's, and it sucks. When I, when I think about it from that standpoint, where they're going to settle with him and then they probably more likely would sit, even though I just said that I don't think he's going to, you know, get a shot. But I guarantee you if he does get a shot, then it's going to work in the NFL favor. So the NFL is going to win. Yeah, you're definitely right. They're going to probably just use him for TV ratings. I mean, that's why it's like, that's why it's so, it's so conflicting. And I understand, like, people who say, well, he should have fought to the very end. But like like, well, like we just said earlier, you're dealing with the feds. I mean, when you think about as far as the conviction rate, like, you know, because even though we shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't compare the two, but we know if the feds are investigating you, they pretty much this it's it's a shut it's a it's a shut case. I mean, you you just have to take what's given to you. Even though he wouldn't inflict, he wouldn't have had any criminal, you know, he wouldn't have had had got to jail or anything. But when we know when you go against the NFL, you're gonna lose. I mean, the 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 you know who wins against the NFL? I mean, except for the late Al well, Davis. Just just imagine this. He comes back, NFL using, okay? Mm-hmm. But in the midst of a game, broken play, he scrambles, ends up turning the play into a 20-yard touchdown run. He gets to the end zone, he spikes the ball, <laughs> takes a knee, and put up a black power fist. <laughs> he wins. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he wins. Yo, he he wins. <laughs> <laughs> that be the and that's ultimate. possible. That's oh possible. He could still implement the kneel without doing it. Doing it. You know what I mean? Without doing it during the national anthem, he could still right. keep it fresh on people's minds. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I hope Roger Goodell isn't listening to this because <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell is probably like, "Oh hell no! If this happened, oh right, that's the ultimate f you to the NFL. That would be the ultimate f you move." I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that would be crazy you think about it if that transpires, man. That would be wild. But yeah, that I mean, what what could you do? You know, at that right. point. Are you gonna tell him he can't celebrate? <laughs> right. And and, and and then this is where it's what happens is weird because a lot of a lot of teams are so scared of the backlash that comes with it. But to me it's like it's almost like the opposite in a sense. Right. Which is, you know, the most bizarre thing about it where it's like I I think it's just more so of the fickle nature that we are in this country where, you know, we you know, we because like, pretty much essentially this died out. This, I mean, it's, it's so funny how this is like the flame that keeps on going. I mean, so many periods of time in the last, like, three years, this issue was dead. I think about the situation that really brought it back up is when the former owner of the New Jersey Generals of the USFL, Donald Trump, when he, is, when he insinuated that, you know, get these SOBs off the field that don't that kneel. And that they should be fired and blase blase. He ignited the fire once again. It was a dead issue. I think until right. the former owner of the U of the New Jersey Generals of the USFL stepped in and you know did his you know and, and had his little spill. That's when it came you know back to you know back to life. So, and it's amazing that even three years later that. that we're still talking about this. This is what makes it just so the weird, the weirdest thing. It's weird. Right. This by far is like mm-hmm. one of the, the biggest stories in the last three years. And this is often, it's the weirdest thing. And this was all, and I remember when this first happened, it was basically somebody tweeted out a picture of him kneeling during the national anthem. And they were saying he was doing that for like weeks. He he was doing that, you know, weeks prior to that picture, and then that picture mm-hmm. turned into the guy burning his jersey in his backyard, and then this whole avalanche, this whole just cascade of just stupidness that didn't happen that didn't, that has insinuated, and now it's still a story even after three years later. Amazing, hmm. and it looks like it's gonna still continue because now you know, especially you know, you're ready into the league new year. And who, you know, who knows? It could be, you know, he could be signed. He couldn't be. So, you know, that's going to be another entry going into the league new year. So, um, right. fellas, what are your thoughts on the, um, just the whole All-Star game weekend? Um, you, you know, we can start pretty much in chronological order. If you, you thought about just the whole weekend in itself, you can talk about the rookie game, slam dunk, you know, what have you. What was your thoughts on the All-Star weekend? Uh, Bell? Um. I thought the All-Star Weekend was pretty good besides the Slam Dunk Contest. Slam Dunk Contest should have at least eight participants in the Slam Dunk Contest. And if the slam dunk, the dunks are not creative like they used to be. It's just, it, it just kind of, they just, just throw anything against the wall and hope it stick. And four people doing the Slam Dunk Contest is not enough. I think they should at least have eight. Any other, any other thoughts? Your your boy said it. Your boy said it. Got your boy said it was in the rookie challenge. Shout out to Seti. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Seti. You know, Seti. Man, that's, a, that's the only part of the All Star uh, game. Unfortunately, that the Cavaliers will be participating with now. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. Shoot, Laura was in it. So hey, I mean, that's how I was like. Hey. 
That's the only thing I'm watching for. But um, today, your thoughts on this the weekend itself? Um, I enjoyed most the uh, celebrity game. Believe it or not, man. Yeah, what she, bruh? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, uh huh. Famous Lowe's is real. Yeah, man. I didn't he think he was real. that sweet. I know, like he is real. He is he is fresh with the handle. I and, know. Um, I mean, Celebrity Game was was on point to me. Uh, they actually, I don't know if they if they did it randomly or not, but they actually chose quite a few celebrity level um, figures that could at least have a concept of how to play basketball. <laughs> yeah, because normally. You have guys out there who have never wore sneakers in the last twenty years. You know, <laughs> they don't they don't have an idea of, of of really you know what entails of playing basketball. But um, outside of that, um, I think the three point contest was all it was cracked up to be. Um, the skills challenge was good. It was it was pretty cool how uh, how I guess. Tatum ended up beating beating out uh I forget the kid's name from Atlanta. Uh Trey Young. Trey Young, yeah. He ended, yeah, he ended up beating out Trey Young. And Trey Young, <clears throat> you know, he, he thought he was slick. That was travel, man. You can't throw the ball and run and <laughs> yeah. catch it, man. <laughs> it's supposed to be a skills challenge, man. That is so not fundamentally sound. So <laughs> So by him doing that, that was that was crazy. But, you know, he tried to find a, a, a um I guess you could say a loophole in the system, and it worked against him because Tatum nailed one from half court. <laughs> and um, moving to the uh, to the uh, dunk contest, it was it was subpar to me. I, I don't feel I don't feel that the creativity off the bounce was there. I feel like yeah. it was it was very uh, prop based, and I, I didn't I didn't like that. You know, I, I'm when I when I watch a dunk contest, I want to see somebody maneuver in the air, and 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 you know display control in the air, unlike the others that are able to get you know to that same point in the air. That's what makes you a special. That's what made Sean Kemp. That's what made D Brown. That's what made Jordan. That's what made Dominique. That's what made so many, you know, greats that were uh, high flyers. The fact that they could get up there. But the grace and the control and you know and, and the levels of, of uh, complexity you know that they would that they would pull off in the air is what made them special. It wasn't jumping over paper planes and you know I mean yeah. you six you six seven bro you six ten if you can't jump over a three foot four foot plane with a running start then you know I mean at at some mm-hmm. point you, you got to just question is this really talent or am I just you know, hyping up something that basically everybody sitting on the first row in the gym probably could do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and the game, the all-star game. Uh, I did not get a chance to, to see all of the world versus uh, United States game with the, the, the sophomores, rookies, and, and so on, but I did get a chance to see the uh, Giannis and, and uh, James game, and and that was pretty cool. Uh, honestly, Dame Dollar, man, you know mm-hmm. I, I I give I give KD his props, but Dame Dollar went inferno. 
<laughs> you know, he, yeah. he he displays some serious range and some serious uh, unconsciousness from from beyond in that game, and 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 I I think it was good for him to do that. And honestly, I don't agree with giving you know All Star MVPs to guys like Durant and guys like not saying that they shouldn't get them, but when you we have other guys in there who may not have been there as many times have similar numbers. Guys and and not just you know because it's a, it's a little bit of clout that come with that and that that'll be good for the city of Portland that'll be good for everybody you know to kind of balance the attention out to other star athletes that are really putting on for their their franchises. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you know, so funny. Good to your point. I didn't even know famous those can ball like that. You know, he he was balling, <laughs> and I'm like Ray and then Ray Allen. I'm like, dude, like. Real need to get a ten day contract like somewhere. Yeah. Like I was like, he almost bought them back single handedly. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, man, this Sean. I was like, man, this dude a beast. You're right, cause and I, I was just glad Kevin Hart won in you. <laughs> I'm gonna be Is real he that with bad? you. No, it's just like, man, and then it's like they always have him as the MVP, and I'm like, dude, like, like no one's gonna take this serious if you if. Like one year he had four points, he was named the MVP. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like this is stupid. I mean, he all right, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's like you said, this was actually a game. You know what I'm saying? This is actually a game, like you said, people who actually can play basketball, who can, you know, right. where you had the talent, you know, and this and the third, and then um, the rookie challenge was straight. I mean, I looked at a little bit of it, fell asleep on it. Because I think, was it Cal Coulson that won the MVP? I'm not sure, but I think he won. I think um, so, yeah. And um, three-point, and it was so funny, and I I feel so bad for poor Steph. Poor Steph. I was like, dang, man. I I was really rooting for him, at least because I like, damn, at least let him win one in Charlotte, where he's from. And it's just like, dude, this man had, this man, uh, like, finished damn near last in the three-point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, damn. <laughs> I was kind of yeah. happy that uh, Harris uh, won. Oh yeah, the yep. former Cavalier, the the Cavs, the Kent. Yep, they should have <laughs> kept him. Yep, because he yep he went to UVA. Yep, shout out shout out to Joe Harris, man. I like, and that's why, and it's so funny because I was like, man, this man like on the fifth, he's like the fifteen man on the bench. Was he there when y'all won the championship? No, he was there when we had Davis Black. Oh, okay, so he yeah, already left. Black. You know what I'm saying? Then, then we got then we got rid of. We should have kept him. Yeah. We should have kept him. We should kept him. We should kept Danny Green. The Cavs always get good second round picks and get rid of them. Damn man, facts. big facts. facts. And all the slam dunk contest, like like you said, it's gimmicky. Like the whole John Collins jumping over a paper plane. And like the whole bringing up ski airmen, I was like, this is like mad corny. Like this, is, like I always think the type of stuff was corny. I like, I always think like, like you said, the slam dunk contest used to be, like you said, it's more of the art form of the dunk, not the props. It's stupid to me. Like I remember, like I mean, yeah, I go back to you know even last year, when it was Victor Oladipo that had the had the black black panther mask and dunk. Like this is gimmicky. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see all that. Like. Like, I, I just want to see dunks. I don't want to see, like, you know, all these props and, you know, all this. And I'm cool with maybe, like, the play, um, 
Like the whole thing with dunking over a player. Yeah, that's cool. But I mean, these people be bringing in choirs. These people be bringing in cars. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's right. getting to a point where it's like, can we, you know, it, it, this is like, because we're never going to remember stupid stuff like that in a sense. I mean, we're going to remember it, but it's just, the only thing about it now is cheesy. Like the whole thing, because who, was it Blake Griffin was the one that bought the choir or something like that? I mean, it's like it's cheesy. I think like, Blake jumped over a Kia Optima. Yeah, he jumped right there. Right. <laughs> he, he, he dunked over a chase vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the hood. It wasn't even the, the breaking roof. Breaking news, guys. All right, breaking news. Bam. All right. Uh, uh, rumor has it that uh, when Russell Wilson contract is up in Seattle, the the singer Sierra, which is his wife, wants him to sound the New York Giants. Da, 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 da. Oh crap! Don't do it, bro. Because at this point, because okay, if if he does that, okay, who's gonna um? So Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray, whoever they get, is gonna be his backup? Nah. Because <laughs> they're gonna get a quarterback this year. I mean, that's just that to me. That's just. That this is what happens. That's not good. He shouldn't go to the Giants. Well, the Jets it is. <laughs> nah, I don't even think. No, nah, they got Sam Donald. Like, he, yeah, that's how I'm like. He, that's crazy. <laughs> but back to yeah. Um, the thing. What was interesting about the um, the dunk contest? I like Hadal, Hadalu when he dunked over Shaq. That was cool. But then it was like, then why would um. Dennis Smith Jr. Then he would dunk over Dwayne Wade. Like, dude, you know you were gonna lose. I mean, you, you would dunk over uh, you, you would dunk over somebody who who just dunked over a seven foot tall dude, and then you gonna jump and go dunk over a six foot five dude. Come on, man! Like, you know that wasn't yeah, gonna happen. Man, that was that was weird Percy for him, man. Dunks. Yeah, yeah, he kept on missing dunks, and that's what messed him up. And like yeah, even, like he, yeah, he got right. an advantage by being a, a smaller dunker. Right. So if you, if you have an advantage, it looks cooler when you go up. You could do this. You could go do a windmill or three sixty or, or mm-hmm. reverse. You know, and it looks so much better when you do it just because you're only six foot six one compared to a guy coming to do that at six seven and up. Yeah. And I thought yeah. he should have just done like really neat, nice dunks. And and I think that would have carried him at least into the finals. Yeah, and I just like, but yeah, like you said, and I think next year, like you said, I think they ought to do eight. I think because next year you you're gonna, um, cause I know they said Zach Levine want to compete. You know, you have to bring back Hidalu. We all know Zion Williamson is gonna probably be in a slam dunk contest, barring injury, if he's not hurt during that point or anything, barring anything catastrophic. So it's like you can't. It's like you got to have more than, you know, especially, and in, in it comes back to Chicago next year. So, of course, you know, you, you got to have eight guys, at least eight, mm-hmm. you know, at least, you know, at least eight. And, you know, I don't know, you know, that's why it's, it's very interesting how that's going to pan out. Um, now, the also game was cool. I mean, I looked at it a little bit, bits and pieces. I was, like, kind of in and out with it, you know, as far as, you know, snapping or what have you. But um, what made it so funny? I watched the the players only broadcast, so that was with Charles Barkley, Kevin Garnett, and Greg Anthony. You talk about some humor. 
Like they are, they by far are so funny. Like, cause I could not watch Reggie Miller and Chris Webber. <laughs> I would, I, I would have been just waking up Tuesday morning. They would have, they, yeah. you know, I, nah. I mean, and like I said, like with them, C Web is good. C Web is good. I think he's more suited for being maybe doing, you know, doing inside the NBA or you know doing studio work. Reggie is good, but Reggie has to be with somebody who's strong. Reggie got to be with somebody mm-hmm. like a like a um, Kevin Harlan or like a um, Marv Albert type. He got it. That's my, that's my thing with him. He's you know you know he can't carry the load himself. He got to have somebody who's just who's good you know with him. But um, that Charles man, Charles Barkley is so funny, man. They oh my god, that dude is so. <laughs> and of course, it's, it's a Chuck's birthday, so huge shout out to. Charles Barkley on his 56th birthday, but man, so of course they they had a shot of him. They, um, so they was they they had a shot of Dr. J, and of course Charles, you know he's you know he's like yeah that's like my daddy, and then he goes he goes Kevin Garnett and Craig Anthony. Man, how many daddies you got, Chuck? You got like five daddies. You said Bill Russell your daddy, Moses Malone your daddy. Man, who's your who your daddy? <laughs> I was like yo, these dudes are a trip, man. Yeah, he made it. He made it. They made it so funny, and I like how, in a sense, and I think this is where I think commentating is gonna go eventually. Like the play-by-play, I think you still have play-by-play, but you still still gonna have that almost like a podcast type of nature because they still did the game, you know, as far as calling the game, but they also kind of added some stuff to it, which made it kind of entertaining. Where you know you you know you kind of scratch that that format. That you know, of course, what you would have seen on TNT, but I mean, overall, it was a great weekend. And then I like what the NBA did as far as adding Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. I think that was fitting. I mean, I mean, especially when you got two iconic players like that who are retiring at the same time. I mean, that's they did a great job with that. Where you know they they had their opportunity to kind of, you know, they had their last dance. And I think they should. And I think they should do that even even like. I say they should do this every year. Like, if you know a guy's going to retire, I think, I don't know, me and you talked about this, Bill, one time, how we said, because I think you brought it up, come to think about it, they should add two people. Mm. Do you remember you, remember you were saying that? We said that maybe, like, maybe like what, about like a month ago? Yeah. And you were saying, like, they should add, like, you know, if you're retiring or whatever, you know, that you should be added to the All-Star game. Yeah, well, Adam, and I think Adam yeah, Silver has been all about class, man. Yeah. Since since his his first year, I remember the the honorary draft of uh, the kid from Baylor that yes, yes, had the, yes, uh, the vision heart condition. Issue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, he had a heart condition, but he, it it was something going on where he he, he couldn't died, pass yeah. the physical because of his vision. Oh yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he did a, an honorary draft, and I, and I just thought that that was just amazing, man. I yeah, that, that was, was cool. Amazing. And for him to do this now, I I think for about the next, you know, five to ten years, the NBA the NBA is gonna excel and be in great hands. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it was well, it, it's because I think they know their bread and butter. I think they know that unlike these other owners, like in the NFL, I think they understand that the players move the needle for their league. They know that without these players. You know, people aren't coming to see. You know, they're they're coming to see these players. So it's like, and right. they they they've they've done everything the right way. And it's like they they're one of those leagues where they're 
they're um, reactive. They're, um, they're proactive, not reactive. Unlike the NFL, like you saying, where, like, and that's like how we were saying earlier about the Colin Kaepernick situation, where, you know, you let, you, you essentially let Donald Trump kind of control that narrative again. Where the NBA, they've already implemented that policy years ago about the national anthem. So it's already nipped in the bud. They've already, you know, it's already clear cut what you're supposed to do. And and like and and it, and that's the thing about it. And they're more they're they're more giving to what the players want. Like as far as you know, because they know that the players run this. They run this league. And the thing when you look at the NFL, we always most time we look at the owners as the stars in a sense. Where you know we have certain owners that are kind of bigger than the team. When we look at a guy like a Jerry Jones. We look at him as just like a, a, a figure, like, okay, he's the owner of the Cowboys of the America's team. And we look at him probably more so than we look at some of the players on that team. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why it's a, lot, it's a whole lot different where it's weird because in the NBA, it's very, very rare that you see that you know most owners. I mean, you know, compared to the, in, in the NBA, I mean, compared to the NFL where, I mean, I could probably count on my – um, about four or five hands, how I many you know, the names of the owners and their kind of their personality versus the NBA, maybe a handful. I mean, I know a few owners, but I mean, they're even if they are, they out the way. Even a guy like a Mark Cuban, he may say some stuff here and there, but at the end of the day, he's not you know, he's not causing trouble, yeah. you know, like other owners or whatever, you know. You know, you just got a couple of little you know weird little malcontents in the NBA, but nothing nothing crazy. But um, yeah. Well, what, so, I mean, what yeah. do you what do you think is the basis? I'm sorry to hold you up, but what do you? Oh no, you good? No, you good. The basis of just the, the simple fact. You mean of the NBA basically maintaining a player driven league compared I to the th- NFL, where it's more owner based. Yeah, I think they just. I think they just, and and I think was, and it's kind of like a weird thing when you think about it, because at least the players. You see them versus in the NFL, they're masked. You know what I mean? Like they they have helmets. So most people, if you if you ain't really, because you know, like 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 NBA players, they're more noticeable because of the simple fact because you see them. You you know they're the face of the league because you, you always see their face. The NFL, in a weird way, they always have a helmet. I mean, when you think about it, I know that sounds kind of crazy. But I always feel that that theory in the sense where it's like you look at a guy, like it's half the guys in the NFL we know, and you know guys in the NFL, but you probably be able to spot an NBA guy more than you would in the NFL. And then I just think the owners of that league, and they're just like in a sense. I mean, all of them are entitled. I mean, the owners are all in the sense are entitled. You know, you know they're billionaires, so of course they're gonna have that type of you know that type of way with them. I think it's just a simple fact that you know the NBA just they just know how to they know how to handle their you know their personalities better, and they, you know so that's my thing with it. So, um, Bell, mm-hmm. Bell, yo. So, um, of course, um, we got a second. I guess I was I, I hate saying second half of the season, but like um, the um, I say post All Star break, 
So, sir, hey, we need some hot takes for the uh, for the post All Star uh, portion of the NBA season. Any hot takes? As far as you talk about, far as uh, the second half of the season, yeah, just uh, like what you like predictions. In other words, Lakers won't make the playoffs. <laughs> Lakers won't make the playoffs. Uh, I say the Golden State Warriors, of course, go to the finals, and. I really don't know what sale is going to happen in the Eastern Conference. It's wide open. You got Philly, you got Toronto, you got Boston, Milwaukee. You don't know who's going to come out the East. Well, I know for sure Golden State going to the finals. Yeah, I mean, unless something catastrophic happened, I mean, to a point where if they lose three starters, I still think they can Yeah, make that's it. the only way they're not going to make the finals. Other than that, yeah. I see them make it to the finals. I don't see no one in the West stopping them. Um. Yeah, I, and of course on my list, Lakers not gonna make the playoffs. Um. So of course, you know, with with that being said, that the Sacramento Kings will sneak in the NBA playoff party at first. They get their first playoff appearance since 2006. And um, I'm gonna put it this way. So most of mine are gonna be, and now mine is now. That's really my biggest West um high take. The East is going to be a little wild, a little weird. Now, I think if the Sixers and the Celtics, um, I would not be surprised if the Sixers lose in the first round of the NBA playoffs, especially if they end up having to play Boston in their 4-5 matchup. I can see Philly losing in the first round, like, easily. And, I, and it's weird. I, I think a lot of teams, don't be surprised if the Brooklyn Nets be the, if if the if the Nets draw the Pacers as as currently constructed, because that'd be a three six matchup, I would not be surprised if you see the Brooklyn Nets beating the Indiana Pacers in the seven round series. I can see the Brooklyn yeah, Nets going. I can see them going in the second round. Absolutely. They don't have Victor Oladipo. That's nope. why Indiana lose the first round. But the Lakers should never got rid of DeAndre Russell. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you look at it now where, I mean, you think about it. And it's, it's the weird thing. They've drafted, they've, in other words, in the last couple of years, they've had the number two, number two overall pick. And the one that they shouldn't have got rid of, they got rid of. Who's actually an all-star. I mean, because now you're looking at who's to say what's going to happen with Brandon Ingram in the future, with Lonzo Ball in the future. You mean Lonzo Bust? No, I think he, he ain't no bust. I think he's good. I think I think what it is like like I talked about it yesterday, where it's like I just think he's on the wrong team. I mean, especially now considering the fact with LeBron being there for a guy who's ball dominant, you know, who you know, a guy like a LeBron James, it's gonna be tough to have a point guard of his type of nature to be on a team. And that's and that's well, the playing, playing with LeBron, you can't be a point guard. You got to play four corners. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Damn, I mean, you know what, you know what, Lamar, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give in to that, to that notion. But like you said, like we said, so, like to me, my biggest when I when he first came onto the scene, you know, when everybody, you know, had the hype about him, I said he would be better suited in Boston, and this, you know, 
this is before Kyrie came to you know came to Boston. Cause I like at least with that team, they had finishers. They had kind of had a, they kind of had some some stability there. Where it's like he could go there and kind of plug and play, and they need a true point guard. Because I I noticed once Isaiah Thomas was out, the ball moved a whole lot freer. And like even in that series against Cleveland when they stole that game, and I'm like they play a whole lot better without Isaiah Thomas, because Isaiah Thomas, like you said, he doesn't. In a sense, they don't. He don't. He doesn't. You know, he's not like a your typical point guard. He's he's you know. So to me, I was like, he can. You know, Lonzo can spread the floor, and Lonzo, I think to his credit, I think it, once if if he goes somewhere else, I think you can see him. You know, doing damage in the league. I mean, I'm not gonna call him a bust quite yet. I mean, it's a little too early to call. You know, and that's the thing about with these guys being so young. You know, these guys, you know, he's only like 21 years old, which is the most bizarre thing, you know, and it's just so funny, you know, these guys come in the league so young, and then we're ready to write them off after two or three years. And, you know, and we all know that people develop at different stages in their lives. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's very interesting. Um, now, it's weird. Now, of course, if the, you know, how the, this, the standards, how they are today. You have the Detroit Pistons. Well, you have the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons, seven, eight, respectively. I think both of those teams will not make the playoffs. Call me crazy, but I think the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat will make the playoffs. I think the two really? Florida teams. I think the two Florida teams can make the playoffs. Now, of course, Miami is tied with Charlotte and and um in Detroit because I think. They're all like in that 29 and 30, 20, you know, that 30 loss squad, I put it that way. They're in that 30 loss um, portion. And, of course, I think Orlando is only, I think they're only like a game and a half behind. And I think Detroit is going to cave in. Um, Charlotte as well. I mean, you know, Kimball Walker, I mean, hell of a year, but they need more than just Kimball. You know, so those are my uh, two. Uh, my that, those are my hot takes for the for the post All Star break. Of course, um, shout out to Tune Day. Tune Day dipped on us, but hey, hopefully he'll, he'll hop back on. But um, who who knows? But um, let's talk about Antonio Brown. Let's talk. Let's go back a little bit in um, little NFL. Now, of course, you know AB, and uh, and I guess. It's official now. I mean, him meeting with the Rooney's the other day, I guess that was the official official goodbye from the Steelers. I mean, we kind of already knew this was going to happen even in December. But I think now, I guess, we can officially say that uh, this this marriage is over between A.B. and the Steelers. So your thoughts on yes. just this, this, this here, and then um, just your thoughts on where you think he's going to go. Well, I think he's going to go to either – they'll train him to an NFC team, of course, to get him from out the AFC. So they won't have to worry about competing against A.B. as much. But, you know, it would be a dream for him to be able to clean Browns, but I don't see that happening. But I see him going to an NFC team. I just don't know where, per se. Maybe the 49ers, maybe an NFC West team or – Possibly an NFC East team. We don't know, but I'm just happy Pittsburgh is falling apart. It's finally happening. 
is becoming a Browns division. It's our, it's pretty much our division up for grabs now. It's pretty much our division because yeah. you know Pittsburgh is falling apart. Le'Veon Bell, he's gonna be gone. Tony Brown's gonna be gone. I mean Pittsburgh is losing all their offensive weapons. I just I just seen this happening because Antonio Brown wants to be the man. He wants the ball. Yeah. I mean he wants the ball in his hands. So. I see him going to NFC West or NFC East. What's your take? Um, I like I, like I said, I think it's probably. I think more likely he's gonna. I think he's gonna go to San Francisco. I think. I think if they're smart, like you said, I would not trade him anywhere, even in the NFC where they can pose a threat. Like I wouldn't see him somewhere like the Rams or somewhere you know, you know, some a team that in a sense can compete. You even might have to play in the Super Bowl, you know, even though they're not going to make it. But just in a sense where I would send him to a team that's, you know, that's 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 kind of garbage. I mean, I would, you know, and I people have been saying a lot like Arizona, but I'm like, I can't see him in Arizona in a sense because it's like, do we really want to be around a guy like a Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray? Who knows what they're going to do with their number one pick? And it's, I mean, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking probably more so than I think San Francisco. And I think that'd probably be a, a good place for them to go. Um, because I, I, they're going to be another team that's going to be a surprise. I think they're going to, you know, that's going to help them. I think uh, take them. I wouldn't say take them over the top, but I still think I kind of thought they were going to be a playoff team this year. You know, if, if, um, if, um. He didn't get hurt if um oh um Garoppolo gets hurt once once he got hurt that's when I kind of knew all hope faded but I think you bring him back he's healthy um and just you know Calshan his third year there I mean I'm not going to say that they're going to take you know the Rams spot but I think they look like they could be you know a possible playoff team and then you know look at what um, Le'Veon situation. Um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is going to, you know, they're going to take a little bit of growing pains. And I think the whole thing, and I think it's going to hurt them. I think they aren't going to be, the whole thing with, when A.B. said something about Big Ben as far as him being, he had an owner-like mentality. That's not a good thing. Right, it's not. And it's like, so if, if I'm a guy and, you know, one of these skill positions, I'm like, I don't want to be around a guy like that who, you know, and then you look at and just the whole his relationship with A.B. Because to me, I honestly still think this relationship could have been fixed. I mean, honestly. And then to me, with Ben not even in a sense reaching out to him, that speaks volumes to me, especially a guy who's been that productive. So if I'm a guy, I'm like, damn, if if I had the numbers like A.B., you're not even going to reach out to me. So I have no shot. You know, I, you know, it's probably one of the most prolific receivers in the last five or six years, and he's not even, you know, talking to him. You know, not even trying to fix fix this, which could be fixed. So I'm part of me is like, uh, I don't know. You know, if I'm a free agent or you know of that nature, or even somebody, oh, a young guy, you know, you know, so somebody who's trying to get on with the team, that speaks volumes to me. Right, but um. Yeah, and um, yeah, and the whole thing with Le'Veon. I think like all those things, they they 
they essentially dropped the ball on both situations. I mean, all they had to do was that Antonio Brown relationship is repairable. It just it's just something going on in Pittsburgh where they just, they just got to get out of there. Le'Veon Bell, he wants to get paid. Antonio Brown just he wants the ball, but the problem is Pittsburgh has so many weapons that Antonio Brown just have a big ego. I mean, it's just trying to time him to part ways with Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he will, which is, you know, the bizarre thing about it all. It's like, you know, we figured, you know, it, you know, the whole thing, you know, in the beginning of the year, we're like, okay, well, this is going to fizzle out. And then just it's, it's every, it seemed like every little thing that happened, it just became cryptic. And then, you know, of course, the meeting this week was like, okay, well, yeah, this is it. This is, this is um, the final straw. I mean, you know. But, I mean, hey, you know, so it's interesting. Now, of course, um, let's talk about a little bit of Alliance of America. Oh, gosh, it's the AAF. Let me not act like I, you know, know the acronym for it quite yet. I think it's the American American, um, Alliance of American Football or American Alliance of Football. I don't know. But anyway, let me look that up while I... No, I'm not gonna be. Let me not do that. Um. Yes, the Alliance of American Football. Alliance of American Football. Now, of course, I've already talked to Bear. Bear doesn't watch it, and that's fine. Um. So, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the A, the AF, and that's cool because it's it's one of those leagues where it's like you said, it's it's it's, it's interesting because. The timing of it, you know, you have games on Saturdays and Sundays. So of course, I mean, I like the, I like that standpoint of it. Um, and, and for the most part, even in two weeks, they've been great games. I think a couple games were like blowoffs, but for the most part, it's been some good games. So, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm, you know, I'm, I like it. Um, now, like we talked about this earlier, what's because um, I didn't mention this part. Now the other day they had to um, they had to borrow two hundred and fifty million dollars to make payroll. Wow! <laughs> so it's like oh this is, and this is the first this, you know this is in its infancy stages and now you know so it's kind of like oh boy this this don't sound good. So to me I'm like oh this does not sound good at all because to me if you if you at this point got a, uh, you know, if you can't, you know, afford the payroll for these players, and now it's not good. So, I mean, and like we talked, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, where I think their biggest thing is, and they're not in a sense, they're not competing with the NFL, so that's a good thing about it. They're just like a supplement to the NFL. They're like basically. How can I say it? They're, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like how the NBA and the G League are, but in a different way. Like, just imagine, because I, I really don't want to make it like a NBA WNBA kind of thing, where it's like even though they don't play together, like you you will see the, you know, it's 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 weird how to how to kind of give a perfect example, but. They're not in that that in competition with each other because, of course, the AF will start after the Super Bowl. So, 
it's one of those things where it's like, when is the novelty going to run off? And I think we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks of how that's going to happen because we're looking at now, this is February, and this is going to be pretty much, essentially this weekend is the last weekend in February. So this will be the third week. Then you're thinking about you're going to have conference tournaments and, and you know, and college basketball cap taking place in two weeks. Then you're going to have Selection Sunday on the 17th. So it's like, okay, how that's going to, how that's going to help that league. And then the next week you're going to have the open, you know, you're going to have the rounds of the NCAA tournament where that's going to be a little bit tricky where, and then they're going to compete with, you know, after they survive that, then they're going to compete with the NFL draft that, that um, the last week in April. And then after that, that's when, because they, they play 10 weeks, so they got like seven more weeks left. So I think they'll be finishing up right after the draft, like in May, if my memory serves correct. It's probably going to be like the first, second week of May. So it's just like, ah, it's, it's interesting how that's going to pe- play out. I mean, they got some good talent, great games, but I don't really. I hate to be like the the, the negative, the negative Nancy. I don't know how long this league league gonna last. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But this this league is good for players that 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 that's not in the NFL right now. Like used to be in the NFL, but trying mm-hmm. to showcase their talent to get back to the league. That's what but, I um, think. This yeah. is a good league for like Trent Richardson. I, I don't know what team he plays on. Oh, Berm- yeah, the Birmingham Iron. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it's it's good for him. So he can showcase the show that he can play in NFL. As long as he's good <laughs> in this league, and, you know, he can try to get back in the NFL, which I doubt. Yeah. He just yeah. can't. He, he don't have no good vision. He doesn't hit the old <laughs> hard enough. Bro, I hate the internet. I hate. I swear to God, I hate the internet. So while I was on Twitter, like, because Birmingham played. I, I want to say Birmingham played. They played Saturday. They played Saturday right before the All Star game on um, on TNT, right? So I'm on. I'm on. You know, I'm on. I'm on. And then I'm on Twitter. How in the world did somebody had a meme talk about some Trent Richardson? Is the first ever legally blind player to play in both the AFF and the NFL. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Yo, that is so crazy! Like, why are they clowning this man, Trent Richardson, yo?" He can't hit the hole. <laughs> I know like, he can't see all right because they say he's right. right. And like, that's your come on, yeah. Dog, just follow your blocking. Like that's the problem he had when he played for us. I mean. Yep. Like, come on, man. With the hole wide open. Why is you dancing around? Just hit the hole and hit it hard. <laughs> Facts. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's wild. But, yeah, man, when they said he was the first legally blind player to ever play in the, NBA, in the NFL, in the AFL, I was like, Yo, take the internet away from us. Like, yo, that shit is crazy. But, yeah, and, and I thought that was, you know, interesting. Um, the tennis seemed like it's, it's okay. Like they said, San Antonio, um, the team in San Antonio, they've averaged about 30,000 um, 30, um, per game. So that's, that's interesting. 
I just think it's just we are we gonna get to a point where are we gonna get tired of actual uh, actual football? Like you know, as far as you know, are we gonna you know, as far as the consumer, is it, is it gonna be too much football going? And you know, as far as what that's concerned, because you know, you can you kind of get a little football fatigue. And I mean, it's cool, it's nice to kind of have that around. But I I don't see a lot. You know, that's that's gonna be what's gonna be the biggest story. Is how you know how this league is going to withstand all the other major sporting events that come in their way. So I think once they withstand that, and that's that's what we'll see. Um, and even I looked at some of the games. The tennis is it's there. I mean, it's you know, I mean, you got a nice decent crowd. I mean, it's not full to capacity, but I mean, it's you know a nice decent sized crowd. It's not like a you know, it ain't. It, it's it's like mm, I would say almost like kind of halfway empty, maybe about sixty percent empty. No, not sixty, maybe about forty percent empty, some of that nature. So you know, ah, you know, it's gonna be interesting. But um, you know, but and of course I like certain aspects of it. They have the uh, you know no kickoffs, um, also no extra points. So, you know, of course. If you score, you have to go for two. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, and you know, and then they have the sky judge where you know, like if you do like, which is weird because everybody kept on saying, well, the NFL need to do it, but in a sense, they kind of do have it, but they just don't give them the power because you look at like with CBS and Fox, they have like Dean Blandino and also um, Mike um, Pereira. Just give them the just give just make them the sky judge. You know, and I think that's where it's like, that's what they should do. You know, like in as far as because we hear their we hear their take on it on a you know as far as television wise, and they can just do the same thing for them because I mean they're you know they've been in the you know, they've been former reps, so it's like to me, I, I give them that power. You can have sky judges. Yeah. You can limit that right there. So I'm like, y'all just do that. I think that's the best thing to do. I think they should let coaches challenge at least one penalty. At least let them challenge one penalty in a game. At least let them challenge one penalty. That way that can eliminate bad pivotal calls. Yeah. And I think think so. I I mean, I think it it, it makes sense to me because, like, you know, because we, you know, we, you know, people still talk about the the no call in New Orleans, and I'm like, well, you know, if you would have had this, this situation like a sky judge, I mean, it would have been a total outcome. I mean, we would have, you know, we would have got the call right, right, where you got an extra set of eyes that are that aren't that that takes away, and I think in a way, in a sense, it takes away from the pressure from the refs. Because to me, okay, we all know that refs make human mistakes, and we're not going to say. I'm not going to say that the sky judge, in essence, is going to be perfect, but there's right. an extra set of eyes. It's an extra set of eyes where, you know, uh, with you know, if they see something different on the field, he may see something different. Then this is where you know this is where you know we're going to um, actually figure it out. You know, we're not just going to you know you know you know like we're doing a challenge in a sense where you know that could be a a part of the challenge flag where, you know, you get a sky judge. And, or maybe, like, you know, if you get a sky judge during the game and then every play after two minutes, 
is reviewable by a sky judge. I mean, there's like there's different so many different ways to tweak it, and I'm just like that's where the NFL in a sense they don't sometimes they don't get it right where. Like we said, like how we said earlier about the, the difference between the two leagues, where the NBA is more of a proactive than reactive, because this is going, because all this is essentially is going to be if they do the type of implementation that we're talking about, all it really simply is, is just them being reactive to a a particular play, where it's just like, which in a sense they need to do this before another crazy play like this happen, and it could cost a team a, a trip to the Super Bowl or or it might end up hurting a team in the Super Bowl one day eventually. So it's just like, I would say do it now so, you know, you won't have these problems going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also, let's talk, let's, talk a, let's talk a little Major League Baseball now. Of course, Manny Machado, man, got a – and nice little payday, three um, ten years, three hundred million dollars. He'll be taking his talents to the San Diego Padres. Your thoughts on this massive deal? Uh, I think the Padres should never pay him that much money. Me personally, and the Padres are not even a playoff contending team. I don't know why he even went there. He just went there for the money. I mean, he'd be better off going to at least try to go to a contender. I mean, hey, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm with you, but I mean, dude, three ten years, three hundred million dollars, and that's and that's why I like. And it's so funny, like when me and you uh, we talked this, you know, a few weeks back prior to the, doing a part one week. And we were talking about Calabria's decision. Either do you want to play baseball, or you want to play football, and 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 this by far was one of the many reasons why I said he should play baseball because they have no salary cap. It's like, and this is a guaranteed contract. And like you said, it's for the player aspect. This is fantastic because you look at a guy like a Bryce Hopper. Who hasn't signed yet? He's going to get at least three hundred and thirty million, probably more than likely, in that neighborhood between three thirty and three fifty, ten year deals. And you think to yourself, I mean, because Manny Machado is only twenty six years old, and to think like he, you know, he basically he knows he's going to get thirty million dollars for the next ten years. He's thirty six years old. I mean, that's just such a. I mean, when you think about it, it's so crazy. But, like, from the team's sake, I get it. I understand what San Diego's trying to do. Because San Diego, in a sense, they're, at least they're trying. I give them that. They're trying. They want to have a they, they want to have a face. Because, you know, especially when it comes to baseball and this type of stuff. Because baseball, in a sense, it's, it's almost like it's, you have to have a face. You have to have a guy that brings, the, brings butts and seats. And you get a guy like him who's who's dynamic. I mean, he's one of the type of guys where he's a dynamic player. And you bring him in and, you know, a couple of other, you know, they got a nice, decent farm system. So I think Kibble with that, and maybe they can all kind of grow together. And it, and it could possibly work out maybe in, in the, you know, in the duration of that deal. But, I mean, they're trying hard. And, I mean, I mean that's it, you know. So to me, I, I look at that deal and it's like San Diego – they just they just want to be relevant. I think this is what you're supposed to, in a sense, you you do, and that's why it's weird 
because you know, with baseball not having a salary cap, that's what makes it kind of the you know it's kind of like a, it's almost a classic case of the have and have nots where you we always have the Yankees dominating the Red Sox, you know these big teams who they can always sign these type of deals to people where you can give them the $30 million a year that, that, you know, some of these players want. So it's just like, I mean, it's a give and take. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I I like it. And, I, you know, the part of me, part of me like it. For Manny Machado, you know, of course, on his end, I, you know, big up to him. But, I mean, that's just, the, that's just basically baseball for you. And, and the beautiful thing about it, he gonna get that money regardless. Yeah. His, you know, it ain't like the NBA or the NFL. Well, it ain't like the NFL. NBA is guaranteed too, but he it ain't a, it ain't a ten year and two hundred something million dollars guaranteed. No, this is ten years, three hundred million guaranteed. He gonna get paid. Yeah, it's, and yeah. I mean, where where you see Bryce Harper going? Oh boy, um. And that's the weird thing about it. I keep on thinking is he gonna end up in end up in Philly. Okay. I think he's gonna end up in up being in Philly. I would love him to come back to DC, but I don't think. I don't know. It's just weird. Like this whole, I, and that's the weird thing about it all is, I mean, training camp is like this week, and like he ain't saying yet. So it's. It's very weird how all this stuff, you know, how, you know, all this stuff is going on. And it's like, you know, because already pitches and catches have already uh, reported spring training. And then he's not even, you know, not even signed to somewhere yet. So I'm thinking probably Philly, but in, in, in the perfect world, I would love him to come back to D.C. Yeah. But, but, you know, who's the same? So. Let's put a ball in this week's show. Who gets this week's game ball? Anybody uh, uh, performance or anything? Who gets this week's game uh, ball? Tristan Thompson get a game ball for teeth on Chloe Kardashian. Oh, <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Gee whiz. Shout out to Tristan for getting rid of the, the Kardashian curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that game ball's got to go to the GOAT. Um, definitely huge shout out to Michael Jordan. Um, threw on a, threw a hell of a party this weekend in Charlotte. Um, you know, one of, you know, one of the best All-Star games that I can recall. And, you know, at least in the last maybe like five, ten years. So, I mean, he, you know, so, I, you know, I like what, you know, uh, what Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte put on a great performance. And that's another thing in the NBA where, you know, and this is why the league is progressive because J. Cole performs at the, at, at the halftime. For the All Star game, yeah, and, and he's from um, North Carolina. Carolina. So NFL take notes. So NFL take notes. When you have one of your biggest events, and it's in a certain town, you might want to get somebody in that particular town to actually to actually be the musical act. The fact that Maroon Five was the opening act for Super Bowl in Atlanta. Especially in Atlanta, in such a musically rich city. I mean, that's almost like if Detroit had a had a had an All Star game or the Super Bowl. Oh, let's just hire um, let's hire um, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, 
you a damn well scene from Detroit. If you go if you're gonna do something in Detroit, you're gonna well, have big shine, you're gonna have M and M performing. Right. But but remember she did she before she did the Motown the Motown thing at the Grammys. Oh Keep God. that in mind. <laughs> but anyway, like I said but not, like you said, that's what you're supposed to do. Like so in Miami, in Super Bowl next year in Miami, you gotta you gotta have a, a, a opening act uh, not opening act, but you gotta have an act that's at least from the area or some or somebody that breeds that type of culture. Because right. Adam Levine Adam Levine, he's not Atlanta. No, he's not. He's not Atlanta. California. Back basically. You should have had him in Santa Clara. We had two balls mm-hmm. in Santa Clara. So Bear, where can where can they find you on social media, Mike? Um social media, Facebook, uh Lamar Spencer on Facebook, Atmos King, two thousand nineteen Instagram. Okay, cool. Also, you can follow the show on any of your favorite social medias under Couch Coach Live. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also on YouTube. Also, um, follow us. Um, follow us um, on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a review. You know, just show us some love. Also, find us on Spotify. Also, um, we got some other things coming up where you can catch us, which we'll, we'll, you know, dive into that on another EP or whenever, you know, or whenever we find it um, right to announce the, the news. But, you know, until then, this is, of course, Gad Bear, Coach, and also Toon Day, who had, to, who had to dip out, you know, early. So, of course, I have a huge shout-out to Toon Day for – Come on the pod today and also shout out to Bell. And for, you know, Tune Day, Bell and Coach, man, it's Couch Coach Lab, man. We'll catch you guys next week.